Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Thursday, September 30th, 2021. Second Kings 6 tells an amazing story of how the king of Syria, so frustrated that Israel seems to know his plans, uh, he sends a great army to surround the town where the prophet Elisha lives. And as morning dawns and Elisha and his servant uh, see that they are surrounded by a great army, Elisha's servant is freaking out. He's saying, Master, what are we going to do? And Elisha says, do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And then he prays that God would open the eyes of this servant to see, and he sees that around the great army uh, surrounding this city, there's an even greater army full of horses and chariots of fire, right? That God... In, in his invisible army that was there was so much greater than the army of the Syrians. And then through prayer, really, Elisha conquers this army as he asks God to make them all blind. And God does. And so as we think about what happened to that servant and his eyes were open to see how great the power was with him and how it was even greater than all the things that he could see. That's really the effect that I hope today's reading has on us that we see what a mighty, incredible help we have in the Christian life through our God. And we're going to start by looking at this mighty help as we see this mighty God described in Psalm 113. Psalm 113. Uh, You'll see Psalm 111, 112, 113. They all begin with the words, praise the Lord in English. And we we see this psalm, Psalm 113, starting with just effusive praise of God. Uh, From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. And then he describes this God starting in verse 4. It says, The Lord is high above all nations, and His glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who is seated on high? who looks far down on the heavens and the earth. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes, with princes of his people. He gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. So there it describes how great God is. He is high above all the nations, above all the heavens. He looks down on heaven and earth. So you see just the majesty of his character, that there is no one like him. But then also, even here you see, he loves to help those who are in need. And that is the God that we believe in. A God that is high above all our comprehension. A God that is worthy to be praised from sunrise to sunset. And that God wants to help those in need. And we also see from scripture, he loves to help those that are humble. He loves to help his people. And all of this just even kicks into an even greater depth. Uh, Psalm 113 113 is rather brief, but then we get to Isaiah 40 and 41. Isaiah 40 is one of the most majestic chapters 
in the entire Old Testament, describing the greatness of God. And also, you'll notice we've talked about in Isaiah, there's a lot of talk of judgment, but also of salvation. And you see both of them throughout the book, but it does seem that the first half of the book, or not half, but the first 39 chapters, there seems to be more of an emphasis on judgment, although there is talk of salvation. And then the next part, starting in chapter 40 through the end of the book, there's a bit more of a focus on salvation, although there still is talk of judgment as well. And you see that tone and even perhaps a shift in tone in the very first words of Isaiah 40. It says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. So there you see those words of of comfort, but then it goes on to describe this majestic God. In verse nine, go up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. And so there you you see just this amazing description of God, but also God coming with might to protect his people, to tend his flock like a shepherd. And then it says just some amazing things like in verse 15, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, right? Just think of a time where you've been at some ocean and you just stand there and you look at the vast expanse and you just get a sense of how vast and huge the oceans are. Well, he holds them in the hollow of his hand. I love verse 15. Behold, the nations are like a drop in the bucket. And when we're inundated by headlines of this nation and that nation and you know, political disturbances around the world or wars and alliances and all of these different things that can frustrate us or maybe make us afraid. It says to to God, it's all a drop in the bucket. I mean, look how majestically God is described throughout all of this, that he is the one who endures. It even describes all of the inhabitants of the earth are like grasshoppers to God. He is the one who has created everything. He is a a mighty God. Uh, Let's wrap up that thought in verses 25 and 26 of Isaiah 40, where it says, To whom then will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Lord? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He brings out their host by number, calling them by name, by the greatness of his might. And because he is strong in power, not one is missing. You know, even just thinking about the stars and how they're all there because God put them there. And so then as we think about how mighty and awesome God is, we also see more and more how he is our helper and he loves to help his people. It describes him as the everlasting God in verse 28 and that he doesn't grow faint or grow weary. But then we start to see the help in verse 29. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. 
Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We see he's going to give of just his inexhaustible might. He will give of that to his people. And then there's some amazing and precious promises uh, that he makes in chapter 41 to his people. And I, I believe, even though the focus is, is Israel, and I believe there is a difference between Israel and the church, I think as we see God's heart for his people, these are verses that should be very encouraging to Christians today. Like Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Or in verse 13, for I, the Lord, your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. So this God is high and holy and so far above our comprehension. The nations are a drop in the bucket. The waters of the oceans are in the hollow of his hand. But he's saying, hey, I am holding your hand. And you don't need to be afraid because I am with you. And even when you feel weary, I will give to you from my strength. And so I hope, especially these two Old Testament passages, open up your eyes today. If you feel surrounded by what what seems to be a great army, that you would remember how much greater God is and that he promises to help his people. Let's move on now to Luke 22, 55 through 71, finishing the chapter. And This scene of Peter denying Christ and Jesus being tried by the Jewish authorities is one we're going to look at, at least from the Apostle John's perspective, in greater detail uh, this this weekend, this Sunday, at Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, Lord willing. Uh, But even you see Jesus and just the calmness that he has even under pressure, and you see them just trying to get him to say something inflammatory. And he says, if you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, if I tell you, you will not believe. And if I ask you, you will not answer. But from now on, the son of man shall be seated at the right hand of the power of God. So he's not going to cave to their requests. But even though he he says, if I tell you, you will not believe. And if I ask you, you will not answer. He still seems to give a pretty clear answer when he says, you will see the son of man seated at the right hand of the power of God. And that's where Jesus is right now. And so even that should raise our perspective on how high and mighty Jesus is. But also we should be reminded that's the Jesus that is interceding for us. That's the Jesus that wants to help us. That is our Savior. And we should be assured just of the love of Christ and the power of Christ as we remember what he has done as it's described in Hebrews chapter 9 verses 1 through 14. And here again, it talks about how what he has done is so much better than the earthly sacrifices and the earthly tabernacle or temple with the holy place and then the most holy place where the high priest would only go once a year. But look how it starts in verse 11. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. 
For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? So even though sacrifices were offered daily in the Old Testament, and then once a year, the Day of Atonement, which is usually somewhere around this time of year, the high priest would enter into the most holy place. Well, now instead of the daily and the annual sacrifices, Christ has appeared to offer a sacrifice once for all, the perfect sacrifice of himself. And so we see this Jesus, who is now seated at the right hand of God, he was both the priest and the sacrifice that is a part of truly making us acceptable to God. So let us not be afraid today. Let us be encouraged today. The God who holds the waters in the hollow of his hand, the God to whom the nations are a drop in the bucket, the savior who is seated at the right hand of God. This is the God who has made a way for us to be reconciled to him. And this is the God who promises to be with us and tells us to not be afraid. So I hope you are encouraged by the mighty helper that you have today. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.